Genesis 3 verse 20 And Adam called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all living thing. And here in verse 20, Adam called his wife named Eve. And, and you see Adam is still naming because he has uh, the power of dominion. He has dominion power. And so he was in, uh, naming all the, all the animal, all the creatures, all every beast of the field which the Lord had brought. And you see now he names his wife. He names her Eve. Call her Eve. The meaning of Eve is the mother of all living things. And all humanity came from Adam. And all came from through Eve as, as well. So in verse 21, he says, um, Unto Adam also and to his wife did the Lord God make coats of skins and clothed them. The Lord made a cloth of skins to cover them up. And this by God's mercy. And within that, an animal has to be slain subsequently. You know, and uh, substitutionally, an animal had to die. And the animal that uh, died points to Christ because Jesus Christ was our substitute. He he took out he took our he died a substitutionary death on a cross for us, so we can uh, we can be made righteous with God, and this is what points out when the animal is being shed. The animal represents Christ. The blood had to be shed for for the sin of mankind, so the Lord clothed these people with, uh, with the skins, animal skins. And the blood that was shed and the animal that died points to Christ. And this is because of God's mercy. And sadly, sin results to death. See? Uh, an animal is slain. And eventually, uh, Christ, God's son, <coughs> is the one that is being slain in our stead. So here's the first the first physical death in the Bible. And this begins with the animal. And later on, you will see uh, Abel, Cain's brother, will also follow, follow suit. And we, we begin with, we first of all, end the Edenic dispensation, the age of innocence. This, this is the... Uh, this verse ends the age of innocence. Now we begin with Adamic dispensation, the age of conscience. And the age of conscience now begins. This is a new age because now men are no longer going to be in a place where they have uh, they are innocent. Their eyes are open now. So this is now becomes the age of conscience. And it begins from Genesis 3, verses 23, all the way down to Genesis uh, 8, verses 19. So from Genesis 3, verses 23, 
and all the way down to Genesis 8 um, to 19 is the Adamic dispensation and it's called also the age of conscience and man is going to be uh, God is going to uh, hold man accountable based on their conscience and he begins in when in Genesis 22 uh, Genesis 3 verses 22 he says <clears throat> it says and the Lord God said behold the man is become as one of us you see to know good and evil and now lest he put forth his hand and take also the tree of life and eat it and live forever therefore the lord sent him forth from the garden of eden to tilt the ground from whence he was taken you see now he's been cast down out of the garden of eden to the ground this is where man is is now cast down to is removed from the, the atmosphere of the garden of eden up to the ground now this is where god casts even the satan down as i as i said before when i read ezekiel um about about satan being cast out but now he, man is now also cast out from the garden of Eden to the ground. And it's a removal of man from the garden of the uh, from the garden to the earth, you see. And God said to God, you see, God said, this is two, this is plural. You see, you say God in the, uh, and the Lord God said, Behold, the man is become as one of us. This is a plural. This is not um, one person speaking. This is two people speaking. As God has said, man has become as one of us. And here is the conversation between the father and the son. The us means for, you know, two. And the father and the son, of course, the son is Jesus that that. But then here is the father and the son conversation. He says, you know, man should not have known evil. So this this one is saying, lest he man is become one of us. In other words, man is now able to know good and evil. Man was not supposed to know good and evil. And here you have man that was created to know uh, created to be innocent and now evil it has become a reality reality to man and physical death has to be introduced now because once a man knows evil it becomes um man can now live forever and with evil man living forever you have uh, evil doer that keeps the world basically in bondage so God has to introduce uh, death physical death because otherwise men like Adolf Hitler Stalin Osama bin Laden or more so will have lived forever and so an evil doer must have to leave this earth quickly
So this was like a, a, a bittersweet, you know, death is a form of blessing now because now death is going to be added to save uh, humanity. So, so evil doers don't live forever. And in verse 23, it says, therefore, the, the, uh, the tree of life, lest he put forth his hand, verse 22, lest he put forth his hand and take also the tree of life and eat it and live forever. So here God has to take down, um, has to introduce death. So therefore, the Lord God sent him forth from the garden to tilt the ground from whence he was taken off. And he, um, he said he drove out the man and he placed, and he placed at the, east of the garden of Eden, cherubims and a flaming sword, which turned every way to keep the man from the tree of life. And um, he sent out the man out of the garden of Eden. Um, in the garden. We know in the garden of Eden is where the atmosphere of God was. This is, the, this is where man used to inhabit. This is where man used to live with God. And now he is cast out of the garden the atmosphere of God to the earth and now man is to live on the earth man is now no longer to be in Eden and this was a paradise lost this was a paradise lost and man is is now to live on the earth with thorns and thistles and grasslands and pebbles and I mentioned before the waste places now man is now to uh, live in the waste places, tilling food from the ground and working on the earth. You see, and work is part of um, what man was created to do. And you see, in, in Cain and Abel, they have to work too. So, as God says, you must work to eat. You know, this is a universal curse for man because now it, it introduces thorns and thistles for man to working and man used to tilt the ground and every 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 food man eats now has to come from the sweat of their brow and this is a universal punishment or universal curse not not exclusive for believers but for all men for all men and paul said he mentioned is in in, a, in, a, in his in his one of his epistles he say if you don't work you don't eat i believe in thessalonians he say if you don't work you don't eat this is a universal curse for all mankind not just for uh, particular people but it's a universal curse and in verse 9 he says he mentioned here the cherub cherubims now the cherubims have a, a, a specific task the cherubims are mentioned in all over the Bible, but I will read two verses. But they have a, uh, a specific task they usually do, and one of the tasks, mainly their task, is to protect the holiness of God. That's what the angels are assigned to do. They are they are there to protect holiness of God, and man fell, so man could no longer reach back and fellowship with God or even come in contact with God because now man is polluted man man is no longer uh, uh because of their 
uh, lack of not because they they sinned, but because they did not repent and did not take accountability for their actions. There was no way God can restore man to himself. So these cherubims are angelic angelic beings that are now introduced. They are introduced because they have a uh, specific task to protect the holiness of God. And if you look, if you read uh, Psalm ninety-nine verse one, it says, "It says the Lord reigneth; let the people tremble. He seated between the cherubims; let the earth be moved." And also in Psalm eighty verse one, it says, "Give ear, O shepherd of Israel; thou leadest the flock; thou that dwellest between the cherubims, shine forth." You see, God is the one that dwells between the cherubims. And the cherubims is now introduced because they are they have a specific task to remove any impurities outside or or around God. So they are they are man Adam and Eve are now driven out of the garden and they can no longer they are, they, are, <clears throat> they, are, they are there to, to uh, protect the tree of life unless man eats the tree of life and and this tree of life is no way is no longer a way to God you see because no longer is man coming through this tree of life is being removed but now man can still come to God and it's, it's the only way man can come to god is through the blood sacrifice of our lord jesus christ because he said uh, without no remission of sin no remission of sin without without uh without the blood of jesus there is no remission of sin without the shedding of blood there is no remission of sin according to the book of hebrews so this tree of life is now removed and man is cast down to the ground to work the ground where he came from and he's going to return back to the ground but here god is still going to make a way because he, he uh he now kills this animal and he's gonna um the, the all animal now the all all sacrifices all sacrifices from now on all the way down to uh to the cross of Christ every sacrifice in the Old Testament is going to be speaking about Christ Christ is the ultimate sacrifice but here is the first uh, animal that has been slain that points to Jesus Christ is the Lamb of God that is going to take away the sins of mankind and this is where we stop and um, until next time God bless you <laughs>